Each year, Boys Town helps nearly 20,000 Omaha children and families. Join our mission and start a rewarding career today. Boys Town is hiring for multiple positions, including bilingual positions that provide parental support and involvement, as well as home and school academic interventions. To learn more and apply, visit jobs.boystown.org slash Nebraska. That's jobs.boystown.org slash Nebraska. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes, and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good morning. Good Saturday morning. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can get in and answer your questions. This is an interactive call-in show where you call in with your car repair questions and uh, we'll give you the top two, three, four answers. Try to figure out what's going on. You know, squeaks and bumps and rattles are one of five different things usually most of the time. You just got to start narrowing them down to kind of what it is. So I'm Bob. Sitting next to me as always is Kyle. And uh, boy, we, it's a nice day. It's going to yeah. warm up. It's going to warm up this weekend. See no Tomorrow's reason. Tomorrow's what, 50? Yeah. Yeah. I've well, yeah. heard of. You don't want to be out there first thing in the morning. There's probably a little slide down the the driveway with a little bit of dew there or a little bit of freeze overnight. But yeah, it just uh, gets the blood pumping early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of see where you've been laying underneath the car with your outline. And uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, speaking of laying underneath the cars we have had and uh, it just it just tears me up every time i see it if you're going to get underneath a car i don't care if it's for a, a second or a minute or drag drag a jack stand out and put it underneath the car mm-hmm. put it underneath somewhere so if that jack fails you've got a a backup safety safe you got a safety safe well you know and i've been a, I've, been, I've done the same thing you've done the same thing i'm only going to be there for a minute my it's only as long as my arm it's not going to hurt, and then you scooch up a little bit more, and it's like, God, ah, this is sketchy. I got to get out. So yeah, you know, you got a three-quarter ton truck balancing yeah, on a yeah, single yeah. jack with yeah. no stands and both front wheels off, and <laughs> it only takes the uh, one time for the jack that you bought that was built by the lowest bidder to fail. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you stop and think about it, everything that you have drive, get on the water, go out four wheeling. Has all been built by the lowest bidder. Yeah. Very rarely, if ever, unless, unless it costs, you built it yourself. Unless you built it yourself, and uh, you might even went and got the the lowest bid stuff too. It's all produced by the lowest bid. Yeah. So, I mean, we both restore the cars. Where can I get the cheapest stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not where I can to get go the... broke on this right away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's never where can I get the the most expensive stuff. And you know, I don't mind paying most expensive stuff if the uh, if the quality is there. Yeah. If the quality is not there, then uh, yeah. But, you know, everything comes from China nowadays. And, uh, you know, if I'm in the hardware store and I got the option to buy one or the other, I always buy the American stuff. Always. It's bigger, thicker, heavier, Mm. whatever it is. But 
I, I, I just like to go that option. I just I feel safer when I when I look at it. So anyway, uh, you know, let's go over to we got one call. Let's head over to Patricia. Patricia's got an '84 Ford Tempo L. Holy moly, Patricia! Tell me about this car. Hey. Yeah, um, it actually has a. Less than a hundred thousand miles on it, uh, so that's a, a good point about it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it runs runs nice, gets into the small parking spots, so that's good. Um, I was wondering about uh, potential additives to put in there. Uh, it seemed to run pretty good. It's it does have kind of it has to warm up a couple of minutes before it really gets its rhythm going, but otherwise it's it's pretty good and. Um, but uh, I was being recommended to add these extra things in. Um, the, the brand is BG, uh-huh. and they were saying the 44K fuel system cleaner and the BG uh, oil service kit and the BG performance package, and those are ending up being maybe a hundred bucks extra to do that. And then I hear them uh, recommending that for about every car that's in there to their owner. So I'm like thinking, oh, that's just a quick way to make money. They maybe just pour three cans in and charge me a hundred bucks, and you know, instead of doing things maybe that the car needs, like maybe replacing um, something that's uh, you know a gasket that's leaking or something. Right. Right. Well, I you know, there's only a few things that we've come across in the years that is a good mechanic in a can, as we call it. Uh, the BG products are all good products. We use them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that we use all of them. The one that probably we use the most and sell the most is the 44K. Um, yeah, the fuel system cleaner. The fuel mm-hmm. system cleaner. It's it's real easy. It's you know By the time you you've put that in the gas tank, fill the tank full, and now you're running 20 gallons through of this, and it, it really kind of cleans the injectors, cleans the combustion chambers, and cleans out really well. And and it's uh, it, that's a great product. The other products are also good products. I, I don't have anything bad to say about them. Um, I guess it kind of depends on the problems that you're having with the with the oil. If you're having any problem with it, if you're well, not. I'm not. It's just it's that the oil is uh, leaking in various spots. Uh, you know, so I guess I need to add some oil every so often. Well, I, they told me it was a little low when I brought it in. And I agree with what you're talking about. I would go after fixing what's causing the leaks before i would start adding things yeah yeah okay that sounds good to me i thought thought i was right on that <laughs> yeah you are you are let's let's talk, you okay, know because every gasket that's on that car any car and especially a ford tempo because it's it's had a lot of years on it a lot mm-hmm. of hot and cold cycles every rubber gasket turns to rock i mean mm-hmm. boy we had one this week that we had to take a uh, screwdriver and a hammer to, and chiseled out an inch at a time to get this rubber gasket out. Um, and then the, the hard, you know, gaskets, you, they just get hard, and they don't seal very good. So that's where I would head, I would agree. But the 44K, I would do that without even, you know, batting an eye. Uh, the other and stuff, like every every oil change, you, you think? Nah, I don't generally do it every Once oil. Once a year, maybe? Every yeah, six months. I mean, yeah. I probably do mine a 44K and throw something in there every six months. Uh, the other thing you can do is run 44K in, in a tank of premium. I mean, you're you're not running. Oh, the premium because it's a, it has some cleaner. Yes. Like so, gasoline, okay. Yep, everybody has in a premium like what we have at, at the stations here is uh, Invigorate, and it has a different cleaner in the, in, the, in the fuel 
that helps clean the combustion chamber. So run a, a full tank of premium along with that 44K. You're doing it double time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thank you very much for your expertise. I really appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate the call. Okay. Blessings. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, you know, it's when it comes to that, it's... You know, and, and direct injection cars are different. So what she has is an 84 Tempo. and Ford injected. Ford injected. injected. So the way that works for people to understand is that the injector is back into the intake manifold. So when it sprays that fuel out, it cleans the intake manifold and the combustion chambers, the valves, everything yeah. that it touches. And it keeps things a lot, lot cleaner. When you have what they have out now, which is called direct injection, that direct injection goes directly into the piston, right at the piston. So everything behind it, you know, that 40 acres behind it that always got clean before, never gets touched now. Intake manifolds are looking like a cave these days. They are. They're, they're I mean, looking you gooey. You look at the tops of these valves, and how is this thing even running? Exactly. We pulled them off, and it's like, the, how, how does air even flow into this this engine? So what we're doing more now instead of the fuel injection, and perfect for her with the with the tempo with the with the forty four k, and it works on every car. But now what you want to kind of head towards more is a fuel induction cleaning. So that's putting cleaner down the intake manifold. It's sucking it in. It's cleaning all of that goo, I suppose. I don't know what the technical. We'll just go with goo. It cleans all that stuff off of there and and makes the engine breathe better and run better. So. That would be worth it. On this particular car, no, I don't think a fuel induction cleaning on this particular car is going to matter no, because not at all. most of it's done by the, the, the BG. But all newer cars with direct injection have that kind of problem. So that is, and it'll affect the way that runs, idles, um, performance, flow, all that kind of stuff. So, All right, well, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. we got some open lines. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mr. Mechanic Show presents a live in-studio performance from Kobe Teeth. We got Mustangs and Mercedes and minivans packed full of babies. And we got Hummers yeah, we do. and fancy Beamers. Uh-huh. For guys to make up for little <laughs> And those electric cars, they sure do sound bizarre. Sounds like a can opener. Mm-hmm. I love these cars. Got El Caminos. Uh-huh. Half car, half truck. I know where you're going with this. The front is where we sit. The back is where we find stuff. What? Ford Pintos, a POS, Volkswagen Beetles for guys who wear a dress. They ought to wear a dress. And the GPS tells my wife that she's lost. Where am I? It says there's a road here. Mm-hmm. I love these cars. I love my car so much I want to marry it. I love these cars. I love these cars. I like to A gremlin on the side of the road It puts a big smile on my face I love these cars I love these cars Even if they don't start mm-hmm. I love these cars 
I'm safe now, you hear? Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show along with Kyle. Kyle's asking, answering all the questions today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. All right. Fair enough. 07 Ford Explorer. Frank, what's going on today? Um, the uh, icon, when I start the car, I get the icon of the gas cap. The gas cap uh, is in good condition. Um, I got a new one. It didn't make any difference. The icon keeps coming up. Uh, why? Okay, so that icon tells me that there's a code in the PCM referring to the EVAP system. Yeah. And the easiest way for Ford to say, hey, there's a problem with your EVAP system is to put a picture of the gas cap because everybody knows what it is. So that's telling me there's an emissions problem somewhere with that, whether it's a leak, whether it's a vent solenoid, purge solenoid, not coming on tank pressure sensor or something along those lines is where you're going to be headed. So, yeah. So what all that means is that there's plastic lines running from the gas cap and where you put gas in, going down the neck, uh, going into the tank. There's vent lines, plastic lines going from the from there to a charcoal canister, going to all the way forward to a, to a purge valve on top of the engine, you know, so it goes all the way forward to the engine bay. Something somewhere has created a small leak and or sometimes in cases if you it's busted completely off it's a big leak Mm -hmm. so what we do at at our shop and what other places we'll do is we'll do what uh it's called a smoke test it looks like cigarette smoke but it comes out of a special machine you plug it into a port you fill every line full and if there are no leaks you won't see anything if you do it just starts wafting out like a you see a little waft on the end of a cigarette coming out and then you go to look at that and you inspect what that is and sometimes you'll find a crack sometimes you find a bad seal um it'll be a lot of different things okay i was wondering if it was a charcoal canister and um that's uh past my capabilities well it's worth the money to go spend it to find out where it is and and uh and see if it's worth fixing and how much it's going to cost it's not it's not going to leave you on the side of the road so it's not a huge deal, but the light's not going to go out until you repair it. But at least you're spending the money in, on the diagnostic side. If you spend your money there, then at least you spend the second set of the, the, the amount of money on the proper part to repair. Okay. Versus just taking stabs at it. But, you know, the first thing that we do before we go do that is do a visual inspection of everything. Sure. A lot of times you'll go, oh, well, there's a big gaping hole there. Why don't I just change that and see what happens? And a lot of times it fixes it. So. so a Ford dealer would be the proper place to go? Yeah. that well, or your, Any yeah, shop can do that. Any it. shop can do that. Just about any shop nowadays should have a smoke machine to be able to, to check that kind of stuff if they're doing any kind of emission control EVAP work. Okay. If uh, not, uh, if not, give us a call. We'll do it. Yeah. Do it, <laughs> okay. do it all the time. Just, just wondering if a dealer would be the better uh the better option. They can certainly do it too. I mean, it's not you know they built the car. They can sort of. It's really about what you feel comfortable in. Okay. Well, thank you. Yep. No problem, Frank. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to Dave. Dave's got a O2 Buick LeSabre. Dave, what's going on? Uh, my radiator cracked because of this cold weather, and I went and got a replacement already. Cost me a couple hundred, but. Uh, don't know if it's something that I should tackle, if I need 
some specialty tools for this for some of the lines or or what or leave it to the professionals well we always prefer that you leave it to the professionals but what's what's your ability what's your ability rated on from one to ten ten being terrible and what and or excuse me one being terrible Uh, and ten being great where are you at about a seven about About a seven seven. i you know yeah about a seven i can tell you i'm just old yeah Ah, well i can tell you (laughs) if a 2000 era Buick pulls in my bay needing a radiator. It's going to be warming up outside in about a half hour. Yeah, it's not there's that. There's nothing really. I mean, the there's little Jesus clips on the lines. I mean, if you got a pick, you can get them out. Yeah. Just be sure that they're back in there and you can put a lot of force on that line and it doesn't pop out. That's your only cautionary area. Otherwise, you're just taking some fans out and getting a couple hoses off of there. Yeah. If, if, big to it. If, right. if you're a seven, Dave, you got this. You got this, yeah, you know, and okay. if you need to, go uh, go buy some cheap tools from Harbor Freight or, or rent them from O'Reilly's and then just take them back when you're done. You know, if it's got those fittings on it, um, like you said, you got the the clips that are on there to pull in and out. You don't need much for that other than just a pocket screwdriver. Yeah, it's just a little U-clip. Yeah, if it's, got training, okay. if it's got transmission lines on it with nuts, you know, maybe you go get yourself a, uh, a set of uh, line wrenches. You don't you cut right. you don't really want to round those off because then it just adds to a whole set of problems. Yeah. So Okay, appreciate it. But yeah, if you got that's an easy. It's an older one. That's not too bad. Just leave plastic clips. Yeah. Then when you get done, before you blow through that condenser, does the air conditioning still work on this? Yeah. 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 What? Everything works fine. It's just uh yesterday I noticed while I pulled my car out I had a big trail and I thought, son of a gun. So got to looking and pulled out my high-beam flashlight, and we got a pretty good leak coming out of her. Yeah, Dad. yeah. Plastic. Maybe Matt, done in no yeah. time. Yeah, the plastic just doesn't last, you know? And no. Well, what I was going to say is is try to uh, either hose out. It would be a great weekend to do this, but get the get the hose out and hose out that condenser from the from the engine out. So then you get that done, too. So that just alleviates that next problem which is always getting corroded and dirty and everything else in there so you got all it right. you all got right. it if not give us a call we'll help you out all righty 10 hey love the show man been listening to it for as long as i can remember perfect yeah, thanks appreciate you listening thanks have a good day you too all right we're gonna head over to jay jay's got an 07 taurus jay what's going on today uh yeah it's my daughter's car and she took it in for service and it's got about 150,000 that they wanted to change the transmission fluid. And I've heard that if you change it at 150, it's never been changed before, that you could have transmission problems, you know, shortly down the line. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. I guess it all depends on how the fluid looks now. If it looks like... Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it, so... if the fluid that comes out of the transmission looks a lot like the uh, oil, you know, the dipstick that comes out of the oil, it's that kind of brown, I, I would say no. Yeah, I'd absolutely. It. Okay. If you're at 150,000 miles, this is your first attempt. The the first thing that I would probably do is pull the pan. Let's let's see mm-hmm. what's in the bottom of this pan um, that that would mm-hmm. be concern us. You know, if if mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of stuff in the bottom of the pan, well, maybe where you are. Straining that, pouring the old fluid back in, and you know maybe throw a filter at it. Yeah, throw a filter at it and seal it back up and call it a day, and let's just wait for it to die on its own. 
Me, I'm not touching it. <laughs> okay. I to. Yeah, I mean that's just one option. But if you if you open the bottom of the pan, everything looks great. Then there's I wouldn't mm-hmm. see any reason for you not to do it. The the, the big mm-hmm. thing in here is is that you got old gritty fluid that has mm-hmm. you know it's working good. So transmission fluid is a great cleaner. Um, and if you put brand new slippery fluid in on seals that are you know, they were round to begin with. Now they've been inside of a transmission for a long period of time, and now they're flat. Mm-hmm. That fluid's going to go around that seal versus, you know, being held. So mm-hmm. you're not – that's what we have found in the past. So it's a little bit of a gamble. If your fluid looks really good, I wouldn't see a reason not to do it. Okay. Uh, I had one other question for you. Yeah. Uh, electric pickups. I want to know about the maintenance. I was thinking about looking at them, and I was wondering about, uh, you know, maintenance. What's the cost to replace those batteries and maintenance for those? Well, you know, I know they're not maintenance free. No, I mean, really, on the maintenance side, what are you going to have? I mean, you're going to have brakes maybe every once in a while because the brakes aren't going to get that much wear because of regenerative braking. Mm-hmm. You got so, tires and wiper blades. Tires and wiper blades. That's about it. Vacuum and, the carpet out. And vacuum the carpet and maybe body panels for what anybody hits, I'd imagine. Okay. Uh, but, I, I would also, uh, if you had a boat, you're pulling a 3,000-pound boat with it, 90 degrees, and you want to run 200 miles, would it make it pulling the boat? Sure, it'd make it. Just add a few more days on to your vacation time. <laughs> you're not, okay. It's not a three. It's not a two-day trip. It's a, it's a five-day trip. I'm not really, oh, okay. I don't know, that's, and some of that stuff's new, so we're, 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 everybody's learning together. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that the, the gas hybrid's the way to go. I really do. It's oh, okay. just that, you know, how do you beat it? You know, let's, let's just throw it out there. For example, Toyota has been doing gas hybrid um, in Priuses for years, 25 years. years. You know, great cars. I mean, they just run up and down the road, don't hardly have any problems. Um, And you can go back and forth. And, again, they're just very few problems at all. To switch completely to battery, you're just going to – you're going to limit your range of what you're doing. As long as you're not going fishing very far, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. Okay. I Yeah, I normally go 200 miles, so Mm. one way and 200 miles back. Yeah, just – just request more vacation time because you're going gonna need, north or south. Oh, okay. You're going to need to charge up somewhere. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your time. You bet. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110 is the numbers to get in. we got some open lines. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Okay, okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. we got a few extra lines for you, so call in and we'll get you answered before the end of the show. We're going to head over to Sally. Sally's got a 13 Impala. Sally, what's going on today? Well, I have I have no rear defrost. Huh. And I don't know what to do. Okay, so when you look at the rear window from the inside of the car... On uh-huh. either side, about halfway up the window, on the very edges of the window, kind of, about halfway up, there's going to be some wires. There's going to be one wire yeah, on one side. Little, yeah, little tabs. Those little things. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. they connected? Yeah. Okay. They're... Does your button light up when you push the rear defrost? Yep. Okay. And and so and you... I took it to my 
I took it to my mechanic the other day, and he said it worked. But this Probably morning not. at like six o'clock, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, this is... But somebody said those wires can break, and maybe it just isn't worth fixing. Sure, because, I mean, you're essentially going to put a windshield in the rear of this thing. Yeah, you're going to put a rear right. Yeah, it's all embedded in there. But so, Right. So you didn't see the frost go off, or did you see some lines but other lines didn't? No, I didn't. Okay. No, no defrost at all. So, yeah, I mean, it's a simple. Well, I started my car, at, and I think the heat from the car just sure. melted. Right, it. right. Okay. But yeah, I mean it's a simple power and ground system. You got power on one side, ground on the other. You mix right. those two together, you get heat, and that's what clears your window. Mm-hmm. I mean, but essentially, right. I mean, ninety percent of what we do is going to be the glass. Yeah, those tabs fall off, and there's no real. I mean, you can stick them back on there, but it's kind of a. It, it just never, you never works. Never get a good connection. Nah, you don't. And as long okay. as you got power on one side and ground on the other, the only thing that's going to solve that is putting the a new uh, rear glass in it, and you might, you know, go to a glass uh, shop and uh, just price it out. You know, maybe you might it, be surprised. You might be surprised. Maybe that's only two hundred bucks. You know, two fifty. You know, yeah, and then it's worth. And maybe it's eight hundred dollars. And you say, oh, I can deal with that. I'll just, I'll just scrape the windows. Yeah, an older Impala like that. There's a million of them out there. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get anything. You're going to get a good deal. Yeah, and you're not going to get anything used because they all have the same problem, and it's tough to get a used window out of a car anyway without breaking it. And then, then you have to add that, which is not going to be good. So, I think I'm probably just going to keep covering it with one of my windshield covers. That works great. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you yeah. go. Works great. Yeah, just sandwich it in between the the rear yep. doors. Throw the it over doors. there. Yep. I still I have been. I still do that too. I, I have one of those canvases, and it works great. While everybody's scraping, yes, they do. Everybody's scraping. I'm driving away. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. Me too. All right, Sally. Well, I want to tell you how much I enjoy your show. I know nothing about cars, but you guys crack me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate your call. Call anytime. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. You bet. All right, we're going to head over to Mark. Mark's got an 08 Silverado. Mark, what's going on today? Good morning, guys. Hey, um, uh, I enjoy the show a lot. And I just had a question about it. It's a, a 5.3 liter uh, truck with active fuel management. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the truck up about six months ago from a friend. It's been really well maintained. But I was interested to see if you think it's worth it with that active fuel management to purchase a, like a disabler to keep it from going into the v4 mode i wouldn't i got the exact same truck you got and i got okay almost three hundred thousand on the original engine and i've never had an issue with it yeah it depends on the years i will tell you that i do own one and i do have it plugged into one of my trucks Mm -hmm. um i don't notice any it is keeping it in the in the eight cylinder mode um i've read up on it and you know i had to try it and see uh, at this point i don't know if it's going to cause it to not have a failure it might just have a failure right. because of what it is uh right. but it was it was cheap enough so i bought it and see how it works mm-hmm. so okay i i don't know there's it's uh you just don't know because all, yeah, that, all yeah. that's going to be it has to do with oil pressure and lifters and all that's doing is turning that off so it's not theoretically it's not going back yeah. from eight cylinder to four cylinder and back and forth and back and forth which we know is going to, on anything, is going to wear it out. So I thought I'd try it right. and just see how long it goes. So it's, right. it's worked for and it's, it's, yeah. 
And it's a very well-maintained truck. I know the gentleman. And so I, I think it's had a really good service history. I was just kind of interested what your thoughts were, and I, I appreciate it. I, I tried it just because I, I just want to know. So our thoughts are 50-50 here. Yeah. Bob's okay. doing it. Okay. I am not. We're both still running. <laughs> okay. Yep. I, 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 I think I'll go without and see how that goes. Yeah. And I appreciate the input, guys. You hey, bet. Thank, have a good weekend. You do All the right. same. Appreciate the call. Okay. Sure. All right. We're going to head over to John. John's got a general car question. John, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you. I think I know what's wrong with Sally's and Pal's back window. Okay. Um, I, I, got a, I got a Buick Park Avenue, and I found out what was wrong with my defroster in my back window. It was really simple. There's a control box back there. It's on the left pillar, or it's on the right pillar back there, or the, I should say the sail post back there on the um, behind the back seat there. Mm-hmm. And it's up on the sail post, and that's where the wires go to. And believe it or not, it's, that's where the antenna is for the radio, too. It's in that little black box that the wires plug into for that defroster. Mm. You pull it's full of them. <laughs> well, that's true. That is that is true. I don't know if Sally's going to get down there to pull one out. But So did yours, <laughs> not, did yours not have lights on the dash? Is that what your problem was? No, my light was lighting up, man. I was doing the same thing hers is, except it was that little box. And I'll tell you what, the wires going to that thing was melted. The the, the box yeah. was melted because yeah. it got so darn hot. Yeah, I can see that. I changed, I changed mine out, and it works like a champ. Huh, so you must have lost power to the grid is what I'm guessing. So you... Exactly, through that little box. You yeah, bet. yeah. Well, she so, might have to check that out, too, because if she's lost power to the actual grid on the window, then, yes, it's exactly. not going to work. Um, I think that's what's wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. I, I, yeah. So we'll we'll have to have her check that. I thought she had mentioned that they had, uh, had it to a shop and, and checked power on the one side and the ground on the other. And that was there, but you're correct. If, if there is no power there, that box is exactly where you're going to. It's on either on the left rear pillar, uh, sail post or it's on the right sail post. You have to find out where the wires are going into that grid at back there. And that'll tell you where that. That that little black box is for yeah, that. Yeah. Well, good, uh, John. I appreciate the call. If Sally's listening. You know, if, okay, if they man. if they didn't check that power back there, then uh, that certainly could be the problem. If they did check the power and they have what it's supposed to have, then you still got a back glass. So, appreciate the call, John. All right, five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back and answer the rest of the calls. All right, we are back in the Mister Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten is the number to get in. We're going to head over to Jim. Jim's got a 12 Silverado. Jim, what's going on today? I got cold air coming out of the driver's side vent, hot on the passenger, and it's hitting and missing. Hmm. Okay. You need a blend door actuator. Uh, you need a blend door actuator is what Kyle says. And okay, so- is that pretty easy to put on? or Not really. <laughs> <laughs> How flexible are you, Jim? Uh, we're uh, we're going to go back to the scale of 1 to 10. Where, where's your ability, 1 or 10? Uh, let's do about a 7. About a 7. Uh, you might be able to tackle it. Just make sure your weekend's <laughs> open, you know, if you've not done one before. Stretch out before you climb underneath that dash. Yeah. Um, yeah, You're exactly. You're going to call muscles you didn't know you had. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's I'll give it a shot. I, yeah, ninety percent uh, of the time, that's it. You also want to make sure. Is there any possibility that this has got a plugged heater core? Not, 
Not really. Not really. No, I think I think we're right on. I've never on. really seen it with that. If you got good heat coming out of one side, I mean, odds yeah. are certain yeah. cars, certain cars, that's a heater core. Other cars, that's not really a heater core. Yeah, the Chevy. Yeah, Chevy like to keep it simple, and I like it. Right, it doesn't do it all the time. It did it yesterday. Today's fine, and it did about about a month ago. So. Yeah, yeah. You I'll gotta... tell you, when mine did that, I disconnected the battery. You know, we've talked about it a million times on this show. Disconnect that battery. Hold the Let two cables together. Yeah. I yeah. zip-tied them together. I went in the house, had lunch, came back out, hooked them back up. I haven't had a problem since. Sometimes it just needs to be reset and figure out where zero is at so that they can go zero to 100 and have the sweep proper. Okay. And if you do want to get underneath there, like Kyle said, take a walk around the block, get limbered up, and then go mm-hmm. after it. That's kind of <laughs> nice. Get underneath there, find where your gas pedal's at, look up from there as far as you can see, and you'll probably be able to see just the very bottom of it. Yeah, you got to kind of get in there, get your shoulders kind of wedged in there, get yourself a good light already situated mm-hmm. because your shoulders are going to be tied, and then you got to got to look up and then turn your head. So and You're not going to be able to reach into your tools, so don't even you know set that false hope. Um, if you're not hurting, you're not working. That's my motto when you're under the dash. Yep. <laughs> Hey, I appreciate the advice. You bet, Jim. Appreciate the call. All right, we're gonna. Where are we heading next? Uh, Carrie. Carrie. All right. Carrie's got a fix the Impala defroster. Yeah, I, yeah. I also have an Impala at uh, 2007, and the rear defrost wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And it was in the fuse box on the passenger floor side. There's a little tiny fuse box in there. Uh huh. It's on YouTube. I, I can't remember what I did. I don't know if there was a feasible link that you had to just put a wire in or something, but it it's down in that little fuse box right there. Well, we'll have to we'll pass that on to Sally too. I, I appreciate yeah. the call, so we can uh, get this get the community together and get this problem solved for. Yeah, <laughs> it's on YouTube how to fix it. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate the call, Carrie. All all right. all information's good information. I'll tell you what, when it comes okay. to fixing cars. Thanks a lot. You bet. All right, we're going to head over to uh, Linda. Linda's got a CRV. Linda, what's going on today? Well, I have a Chevy Colorado, and it's in 2016, and it's only got 15,000 miles. Okay. It was, my husband, it was my husband's truck. What do I do need to do to keep it upkeep? Because I have my own car that I drive most of the time. Do I need to drive it once a month? Do, um, what about oil changes? Is it okay if the same oil sits in there for a while? It How is. You know, kind of with the pandemic, what we kind of recommend, you usually it's like three months or 3,000 miles or six, you know, six months, 6,000 uh, 6, miles. But kind of been heading over to make, just make sure the mileage, you know, let's go on the mileage. The months kind of with everything that's going on just kind of goes right past it. But I would probably change the oil at least once a year, at least once okay, a year to get it out, regardless of miles, get the old stuff out, new stuff in, check all the fluids, top all the things off, tires, things like that. Just get it. Just get one good checkup a year if that's all the more you're going to drive it and then address things that come up from there. Okay, and then do I need to ro- move the truck in the garage a little bit because the tires are sitting in the same place on the concrete, or does that matter? It Well, they're going to get flat spotted if it sits for a while in the same spot. If you have a day that's a nice day or whatever, you know, take it out and drive it. 
you know, get get the uh, get the brakes working, get the go to the, the ro- store with it once a month. Yeah, exactly. The rotors are going to okay. build up rust just sitting there, and yeah, you want to get it out, and the pads are gonna are gonna wipe away that rust that's sitting there. So yeah, once a month, just you know, say hey, I'm going to go do an errand. All my errands today are going to be in that vehicle, and then uh, you know, park it, and then for the next time. So okay. yeah, you want to keep it moving. All right. All right, thank you very much. You bet. All right, Kyle. That's it. That was a quick hour. Woo. And it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. There it is. All right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Get in early so you know we can answer the calls and don't have to wait online or not get to you at all. That's that's the painful part of it. It is. We want to make sure we get to it. So, All right, I'm Bob. Kyle. We will see you next week.